start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors. What's up, everybody? This is uh, another installment of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. We're happy to have you guys around. And uh, studio's pretty empty today. It's just yeah, it's just a small episode. I get, or not small episode, but small crew. <laughs> Big episode, small crew. Yeah. Just me and Nick hanging out today. And it's because, you know, it's still hunting season. Yeah. You know, Tom's Tom, out in the woods. He's, yeah, he's he's doing it all day. Or, yeah, we got a cold front moving in, and there's supposed to be some snow coming, so it's going it's it's to be, be wild. wild. Yeah. But uh, there's a reason I'm not in the woods today. Yeah, and you guys know we give Nick a lot of shit. You know, the past few years, we've given him a lot of grief because he doesn't contribute to the Deer Camp Series much, and he started the Deer Camp Series this year with a doe, and uh, he managed to get it done on a buck as well. So he's been way. he's been doing all of the legwork for yeah, the Deer Camp Series. Just got tired of the shit talking. and uh, Figured you might as well go get it done. Yeah, I, I mean, realistically, the main reason was like I – once I got out of college and it was around the same time we started the podcast, mm-hmm. I set a standard for myself and yeah. I was okay with eating a tag if I didn't get that. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, I've finally closed in on a deer that was in the caliber that I was happy with and mm-hmm. capitalized on it. Yeah, you did. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah, run us through what happened. Yeah, we're gonna, well, gonna we, s- we talked about, uh, we, you actually made a joke couple weeks ago we were talking about the tour de rut rutcation mm-hmm. thing and how you really wanted to kill a november buck and you jokingly said watch me kill one first day of rutcation and still not have a november buck and that's exactly what happened day one of the rutcation you yeah. smoked one so i do want to back up a little bit because there's a small backstory on the deer um or i guess not necessarily this deer but the farm um this is the farm that started my love for hunting whitetails uh it's where i killed my first buck it's before this one it was before i killed my or it was where i killed my best buck and Mm -hmm. now still my best buck um and last spring i went out to this piece uh and just did some scouting I, i i scout all spring long and i wanted to really check this area out because it's a way like you know from the from what I've said in the past is I'm not a huge food source kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I like being in the timber. I like being closer to bedding. Especially and this time of year. Exactly. So last spring in like March with the snow on the ground, I went in to this area and found a really heavy trail that was like parallel with um, some bedding and the trail cut between basically two farms. There's ag on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this looks like really good. There were some big size tracks you know, coming through the snow and I'm like, there's gotta be, you know, a good buck yeah. over here. Um, 
so I, I looked around and was trying to find a tree that would put me in a good position back in the spring. Mm-hmm. And I found there was an oak tree that had, it was a common base with three uh, trunks coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's money. You know, it's got limbs coming off everywhere. You can totally just disappear. Common bases are by far my favorite trees to get into with a mobile setup. Oh yeah. Cause it just, you just totally You have disappear. so much to hide behind. Yep. And it usually doesn't take a whole lot of pruning to get stuff mm-hmm. open. Whereas like if you're in a hemlock, I love hemlocks, but with a mobile setup, you kind of got to cut a lot to open up your, yeah, away from the tree so you can get a shot. But with a common base, when there's no leaves on, they're shooting all over the place. Exactly. So I picked the tree out last March and I just stayed out of there. Um, I've hunted at this farm a few times earlier in the season, but was saving mm-hmm. that spot. You know, it was just kind of like, I know nobody really hunts over there, so I knew it was going to just stay quiet. Yeah. Nobody was going to booger it up. And finally, on my first day of the tour de rut, I, I got a break in the weather, and I was like, you know what? I think I can make this work. So basically what was happening was I had a um, – let me – so I had a south wind, and – it was, but it was a calm south wind, like mm-hmm. a three, four mile an hour. And in theory, that blows right into the bedding. But I, the way where the tree was at that I wanted to hunt, it was more like just shaving the corner of the bedding. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I really don't think that they're going to be bedding right in that little corner of this goldenrod. So I think I can get away with this. And then the bucks are going to feel like they're in total control you know, with exactly. the wind. Um, and unfortunately the only way to get in there is you have to walk somewhat close to the bedding because of what I have access to walk on. Yeah. Um, but luckily there's two rows of pines that separate where I can walk in this bedding. Mm -hmm. So I hugged right on the pines and basically like I had a nice soft bed of pine needles that I was able to like walk slash a few places I had to crawl and sneak through i mean absolutely dead silent like there was not mm-hmm. a single stick i broke or anything mm-hmm. and i think that's a key to me being able to kill this buck um that i'll explain in a minute um so i was able to c- totally sneak in silent with my stand on my back get in got right to the tree and as i got to the tree i kind of looked around made sure that you know this still looks like a, a good spot yeah and i see three scrapes in in range and i was like it's a shit spot you better I, get going i was like okay <laughs> you know we're in it now and i was like all right so this is where i want to be so i went i think three sticks high put me about 10 maybe 12 foot mm-hmm. um, probably 10 to the base of my platform mm-hmm. and i used i think two limbs in there so like I, I really it was very unintrusive climb like i was very quiet i was very careful the entire time up mm-hmm. uh, got set up put my camera up and everything and just sat down. This was for my evening hunt. So mm-hmm. I got in about 3.30, and this was before the time change. So shooting, you could shoot till like 6.50. I think it was the uh, legal shooting hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got in at like 3.30, sat down, and absolutely nothing for the first little while. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not a squirrel, not a bird, nothing. And then at about 5.30, I had a little eight point work his way through, about 20 yards and he just wasn't what I was after. I was like, okay, you know, let you go. And he was just kind of moving. He checked two of the scrapes and then was on his way. I was like, all right, you know, that's cool. At least, you know, 
Bucks are hitting these scrapes. Yeah, a little bit of activity. So time goes on. It gets to about 6.35, about an hour or so later. It's starting to get dark. And then like 6.40 rolls around, and it's starting to get dark. And I'm like, all right, I guess guess it's not going to happen tonight. So mm-hmm. I, I turn around, and you know I could still see, and it was st- I still had about 10 minutes of shooting light left, but it was like, you know what? I'm not, nothing's happening. I'm just going to start slowly packing some things up. I like to do that. Like if it's getting to like the very end of the night when you might get some deer that are going to come in a little after dark, I like to pack my stuff up and get ready to, you know, so I can get out quick before any deer. Yeah, still huntable if something happens, but the non-essentials, you know, rattle horns, that kind of stuff, I'll pack it away so it's just quick, seamless. Yeah. Um, And as I'm doing that, I hear like... Basically, it's tough to describe, but I hear a deer stand up, mm-hmm. and he's not far. I'm like, whoa, like that's that's close. Like I could just, at the time, I don't know if that's exactly what I knew was happening, but yeah. like I just heard, like there was, it wasn't like walking. It was literally just like a little bit of like crunching, but it's all in the same place. And I was like, what the hell was that? And I turn around, and as soon as I turn around, I just hear this, I'm like, oh man. I'm like, really? I'm like, this is... <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, we, we, this has got to happen. Like now I don't have much time left. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm at this moment, I'm already panicking. I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? And I'm like, all right, you know what? Yeah. He's got to come right now. Yeah. Or I'm you're like, not going to have a shot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to snort wheeze at him. I've done this before. It, it's like a 50, 50, almost like a hail Mary. You know, mm-hmm. if the buck's an aggressive, um, natured animal, then, this will work. If he's not, it's, he's going to go away. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, let's just give it a try. So I snort wheezed at him and immediately I just heard, I'm like, he's coming. I'm like, Oh, this is going to happen like now. Mm-hmm. And I knew he wasn't far. Like it was like, I could hear him when he stood up. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I heard him commit to walking and I just drew back and just put it, I only had like a, probably it was like a 15 yard part of the trail mm-hmm. that went pretty much right underneath me that that was my only where I could shoot. Like he had to come through that trail. Mm-hmm. Um, so I draw back and I'm just holding and I can hear it. It's getting louder. It's getting louder, getting louder. I hear like another bruh, bruh, like he's coming. And then all of a sudden, like out of the corner of my left eye, I see him break through the brush onto the trail and he's at like seven at that point. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at him. Like I didn't like turn my head. I'm just looking through like my left eye and I'm like, oh, shooter. Like, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I'm like, he's out past his ears. And then he, like, when he gets to the trail, he do- he stops for like 10 seconds. Just, you know, because the wind's hitting him right in the face. Mm-hmm. So he's like, taking it all yeah. in, making sure he's good to go. And he turns his head while he's um, smelling. And then I can see his tines. I'm like, okay, definitely. Like, he's out past his ears. He's got good tine length. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't count how many points, just verified that it was legal. And mm-hmm. that's all. I was like, okay, stop looking at this deer. Yeah. Like, look at his I, chest. I immediately knew that the, this was the best deer. Like, this would beat anything I've already killed. Yeah. I was like, quit focusing on the rack. Let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. So he stops there, like I said, five, 10 seconds maybe, and then commits to coming down the trail. So he's at like seven yards. I'm already at full draw. And he cuts in like five yards. He's still walking, looking down the trail. And I just give him a quick, just 
Like just a yeah. real, I didn't even want to do like a deer sound. He was too close. I was like, I just want to make a noise to get him to stop. And he stopped, didn't even look at me, just stopped. It was like, I heard something mm-hmm. and let it rip. And he just mule kicked and just bolted like, and it was so thick right where I'm at. Like I saw him for like three seconds mm-hmm. and it was just gone. I'm like, Whew. like I'm like shaking, <laughs> I'm going nuts. And I'm like sitting there just like processing everything. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. I hear, Doof, and I'm like, He's done. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm like, this this just happened. And then right about that time, I hear the gator ripping down the road. My grandpa was coming to pick me up because I didn't want to leave my truck there. Yeah. So he dropped me off with the gator and he told me to meet him back there, you know, at dark. And my grandpa doesn't see as well. You know, he's almost 80 years old. So he doesn't hunt as late mm-hmm. as I he just, you know, with a crossbow and everything. He can't see mm-hmm. as late. Um, so he was already coming down the road and... I'm still in the tree. I'm shaking. Like just absolutely. I mean, I'm That's like, the best when you're shaking so bad and you can't even climb out of your tree. You're like, you call someone to say you just shot one. You can't even speak. You're shaking so bad. Yeah. I, I'm like coming unglued, like just mm-hmm. ultimate adrenaline rush. I hear the gator stop, shut off. And then like, I'm like sitting there and I try calling him, doesn't answer. And then I hear him. He starts yelling for me from the road. I'm like, <laughs> no, please. I'm like, shut up, please. I'm like, cause like, even though I heard him fall, I'm like, I do not need extra commotion yeah. right now. And I'm like, oh my God, please just stop. And he yelled like four times for me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh God. And then finally I hear the gator fire back up and he comes, he drives back to the house. I'm like, oh, all right. He's gone. <laughs> so I'm back. I'm like, all right, you know, so everything's going good. I'm still shaking and everything, but I, I start packing my stuff up and then my phone goes off. Right as I like lowered my bow down. So I call him my, it's my grandpa. And immediately as I pick up the phone, he's like, I thought I told you to meet me at the road. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, slow down. I'm like, I just shot a buck and he, like, like immediately changed. He's like, oh, oh, all right. All right. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I heard you yelling. I literally had just shot like five minutes before you pulled up. Like, yeah. I'm like, the it, deer could have still been alive right there. I didn't yeah. want to make yeah, him I was get like, up. He ran sort of that direction. I was like, I wasn't going to make a commotion. He's yeah. like, all right, all right. Let me go get uncle Kevin. We'll come back. So in our typical fashion, you know, we like to mess with each other and stuff. So I I text my dad and Tom and all I say is I'm going to be late. I shot at a buck. (laughs) Like I didn't tell him anything. Like literally just I shot at a buck. As vague as possible. Yeah. So immediately my dad calls. He's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, I'm like, I just shot at a buck. And he's like, what do you mean you shot at one? Like, cause he knows, he's he's like, he knows I'm a pretty good shot and stuff. And And I'm like, eh, I'm like, I hit him. And I'm like, I heard him fall, but I figured I'd, you know, play it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll church it up a little bit, keep you in suspense. He's like, all right. He's like, what well, do you need me or anything? I'm like, nah, my grandpa and Uncle Kevin are already on their way over. I'm mm-hmm. like, we're, I'm like, why don't you, you know, maybe make sure the barn's ready for a buck? Like, didn't want to get too cocky, but it I was, was pretty, done. I was it was done deal. Sure. Um, so I get to the bottom of my tree. I'm just packing up and I see my grandpa um, and my Uncle Kevin walking up with their headlamps and, I had just gotten everything together. I hadn't even looked for blood or an arrow yet. And mm-hmm. they start trudging through and I told them to stop because like, I didn't want them. I didn't know what I had yet. Like, yeah. I just, I was like, you didn't want them walking through blood or yeah, I'm like, I don't know up. what kind of blood trail we're going to get at. So I know he hadn't walked where you guys are at. So I'm like, stay there for just a second. Let me, mm-hmm. let me go assess the situation. So they stopped. Uh, I put my stuff all at the base of my tree and uh, I, I did grab my knife and my license. Um, <laughs> And the rest of my stuff, I just left at the tree. Mm-hmm. So I walk over to where he was standing 
and I could see where his hooves had like dug in when he took off. And then like three feet in front of that, boom, blood right away. Mm-hmm. Um, blood looked a little dark, but there was like a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this looks pretty good, but there's no arrow yet. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. Like the shot sounded great. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and at five yards, I've got plenty of energy to pass. I'm through. like, I should have had a pass through. So I'm like a little nervous at this moment, but not that nervous yet. So I go a walk, like I'm probably 10 feet from impact. There's the arrow mm-hmm. covered in blood all the way up. I mean, it's, it's bright. I'm like, there's no bubbles or anything, but it was, it was good blood. Mm-hmm. So I call my uncle Kevin and my grandpa over They're like standing 30 yards away. And I'm like, all right, Hey, I got blood. I got an arrow, you know, like, let's, let's get going. And this has only been probably 45 minutes, which I was a little nervous about. Yeah. I don't like doing this, but I heard him fall and there was a ton of blood. I was like, I think He's we're going to be fine. Yeah. So we start tracking and we, we've actually got two separate blood trails. He was just blowing out both sides, spewing both sides and, uh, walk into blood trail. And I mean, it, the, he was struggling hard to, to run anyway. Like there was so much leaves kicked mm-hmm. up and just blood everywhere on both sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally like my uncle was on one, I was on the other. We were just both following separate blood trails in the same direction. Um, and he made it maybe 70 yards and we found him piled up facing us. Like he had actually hooked a little bit. Um, like he fell, like it wasn't like he bedded down, but what he did is he ran like away and then was trying to cut. Like we ended up like, I guess like at an angle, like if you would have followed the blood trail a little bit more, it would have been like up and then cut back. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically what he, it looked like what he was trying to do was trying to get back to his bed. Yeah. Um, no, obviously didn't make it, but <laughs> clearly, <laughs> uh, so we get up to him and my shot was a little farther back than I had hoped, but height wise was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, at five yards, you want to hit high. So you have time to pass through everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up, like I said, it was a little far back. So I ended up hitting one lung liver and sliced the diaphragm wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I took out plenty, Oh yeah, you know, and, uh, the only, the weird thing was, is I don't know if I ricocheted off of a rib or anything, but my exit for the angle I shot, it didn't seem like as drastic as it should have been. It was flatter and, than, yeah, it was flatter yeah. than I thought it would have been, but granted I was only 10 foot high. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. Like I, I was expecting to come out like almost in like the white hair. Yeah. But I be didn't. way down low. Yeah. Close I to was the sternum on the opposite side. Yeah. I came out like a little bit below like mid way of the body. So like it, it was definitely an angle, but I think it was because I was only 10 foot high and that's definitely the yeah. lowest I've ever killed a buck from. Mm-hmm. Um, so immediately I, you know, I text my dad and Tom be like, Hey, you know, I got him. You know, mm-hmm. so they're all obviously super pumped. My dad, well, I was up in climber that night. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you guys were going to come up mm-hmm. and I was trying to get a hold of you to ask if I should be starting a fire or if we're going to French Creek. going to the tavern or whatever. I was trying to get a hold of you and no one was answering me. And then you finally called. Well, You me. said you had an idea that something happened because you couldn't get a hold of everybody. Yeah. And then you said that you hit a buck. I was like, okay, I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess before I get any further on that, I, I do want to back up. I forgot a detail. Um, so I killed a good buck there a few years ago in the general vicinity. Mm-hmm. And where I was hunting from, I could see where that buck died. Yeah. And I was in the stand, you know, right after I got set up, I Snapchatted my buddy Keith, who he's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Great deer hunter. He was out hunting too. 
and I Snapchatted him a picture and I had an arrow pointing and I said, my best buck to date died right there. I think I'm going to do it again. And sure it, enough. <laughs> and that was at like four o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then at, you know, I think I, by the time I texted, like by the time I got to the deer, it was right around seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I texted Keith a picture of him. I said, I did it again. That's and he was like, oh my God, like you called your shot. Like, <laughs> he's like, that's nuts. But like, it was, I mean, I didn't, I said it very cocky, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize, like I knew I was in a good spot, but yeah, I did not think I was going to beat my best buck to date that night when I said yeah. that. But anyway. Yeah, you every night you go out in the woods, you, it always you feels joke like around a good night. and say stuff like that. But That was the first time, though, that I actually like was like, I killed my best buck to date right there. I'm going to do it again. Doing like, it. It's happening. <laughs> so it, that was really cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. But uh, so we get up to the deer. I call my dad, let him know I got it. Um, he goes, he gets, make sure the barn's ready to go. He goes and buys a case of bush light. Um, and then I'm trying to get pictures with my uncle Kevin. My grandpa's so old school. He's like, you know, no he's like, what are we doing? He's like, I thought you were going to gut this deer. I'm like, I just want, like, please let me, get let me some take pictures. one damn picture. So I, I got a handful of pictures, you know, he's, you know, doing his thing. Um, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go get the gator. So he left. And then I was like, all right, uncle Kevin, I'm like, let's get a couple of pictures. So like <laughs> I got down beside, you know, took, took some good photos with them, yeah. and, you know, that I was, I was happy with. Um, and then, you know, got him gutted out. And that's when I realized, you know, I hit, I sliced one long liver and mm-hmm. then I put a, like a, like a four or five inch gash through his diaphragm, just from the angle, mm-hmm. like just totally wrecked that pressure system he had. Yeah. So like he, I mean, he was done and mm-hmm. it was, it was not, not going to take long. Yeah. But, uh, so we got him gutted and he basically, he ran pretty close to the direction of the road. So that kind of helped. Short so a, a little bit, a little bit of a short drag. Um, Got him back down to the house. Made also, me cave him out for you. You wanted to cave him out. You offered because <laughs> I made I made you a knife yes. a few years ago, and you had yet to skin a, a deer out with it. Um, it's been moose and bear certified, but yeah. yet to be whitetail yeah, certified. We so. still had to figure out if it would skin a whitetail. So, so that was my that was the first finished like hand forged knife I did. Yeah. I I've done several blanks in the past, but that was the first one I completed with a handle and everything sharpened, heat treated. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool to see that come full circle with my deer. Yeah. And my goal this year was 120. If you go back to, you know, preseason goals, I'm pretty sure I said it was 120. Yeah. And I'm damn, you're going to be right. I'm, very, there. I'm damn close. I don't know. I, I'm going to be within five inches. I bet you, you're going to be probably, less than, five I bet inches. you I'm, just because of the way it's all going to go, I'm going to be 119 and change. Yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I'm very happy with that. I, if I'm within a few inches, I consider that goal achieved, you know, yeah. to, to, to guesstimate on the hoof yeah. and be within a few inches to me, that's, that's goal achieved. Yeah. Um, and it just, it made all of like the work and passing deer up over the last few years, so much more worth it. Oh yeah. Like, I think that's why I, like I was shaking probably worse with that deer than I ever had before. And I think it was just because like, yeah, you guys give me a lot of shit and everything, but I know like, and I know it's all lighthearted, oh, and everything, yeah. but like I was after a certain, like I, I just, I wanted that next yeah, step. You set the goal and you're not going to set yeah, like for I, it. I've shot a, a bunch of, you know, 15 16 inch wide h just like your standard pa eight pointer yeah and i was ready to like i I want something more yeah and i i was i 
passed deer for a couple of years, you know, I, and I brought the f- camera out, which really helped with that, mm-hmm. like passing. Like I could at least film them, yeah. come back and look at them and stuff. So like, and I, I think that really helped, you know, pass these deer. Mm-hmm. Um, but for it to finally come full circle and I get that caliber of deer in front of me, you know, at five yards, yeah. 10 foot off the ground in a stand I hung a couple hours before it was just like, yeah, so intense for me. I just absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, it just makes me want to do it again. Tough so, to beat it. But uh, it was a no-brainer. You know, he was the first buck I wanted to mount. Mm-hmm. Um, so I called up Emma, told her I got a buck I want to get mounted. And it actually worked out really good because I took a turkey tour in the spring, and she's like, well, actually, your turkey's almost done. And I was like, perfect. We'll just do the old, do the old, the old switcheroo. Trade, trade off. And um, so it was an expensive taxidermy week for me, finishing paying for one and putting a deposit on another. But, um, you know, it's all part of the game, I guess. Yep. But, um, yeah, yeah, So, but that was that was my first day of the Tour de Rut. Um, and then I hunted like crazy Yeah, you New and York. I spent the next week up yeah. in New York. And I tell you what, I had a ton of buck encounters. That was, um, that was the best, the longest sustained buck activity i've ever had every single hunt for a week you and i saw a shooter buck yeah just unfortunately we could not connect we were i mean dangerously close you know we were racing time and yardage and stuff like that but we were so close yeah a couple times we had them come in right at yeah just after light and right outside of range like it was just so much you know that just the difference of a tree yeah five minutes could have made yeah um but I mean, that's what you're, that's, that's what I hunting. Love. Yeah. That's, that's um, the way it goes. But, uh, you know, the season's not over yet. I'm still hunting hard in New York. I'm actually, as soon as we finish this up, I'm heading up there for an all day or tomorrow. Yeah. And we can hunt Sunday in PA. This is one of the three Sundays we can hunt. Yeah. So that's where I will be tomorrow. I'll be out in the, in the PA woods. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping to fill my New York archery tag. Um, cause I get a fresh one opening day of guns. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, and that's next weekend. Yeah, so I'm ready for gun season too, um, but I'd really like to fill this archery tag before yeah. that. Um, and we, like, this is the latest we've ever had consistent buck activity no doubt. on this farm. I just and it, it comes back to every all the work we've done up there is finally yeah. starting to pay off. But uh, it's just it's great to see mm-hmm. and gets me that much more excited to be out there absolutely so. makes it a lot easier to make the drive up there when you know you have a good shot at killing a nice buck yeah whereas before it was like i think yeah we, we got an okay chance of killing something but probably but, not we a had, good buck well, we we counted what seven different shooters that we yeah. saw in a week and all of them would have been the biggest buck ever killed on yeah. the farm yeah so like that that was very hopeful to see yeah um we st- we have our standing corn is hit pretty heavily, but I mean, the turnips and radishes are, I think with this snow coming, it's yeah. going to be a light snow. And yeah. I think it's only those, supposed to be a dusting, maybe yeah, up to an inch. Yeah. Those turnips and radishes, I think are just going to be on fire. Yeah. Um, so that, that's going to be a lot of fun and it's just, I feel like getting a deer as much as it takes the pressure off, it just makes me more hungry at the same yeah. time. Like I just, I want to get another one so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's already, it's been a great year for me. Like I said, I got a good bird in the spring, you know, and just ready. Like I want to capitalize on another buck or maybe a bear if I get, yeah. get lucky. But um, that'd be wild if we got two bears up there in one year. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a giant. 
There is a giant up like, there. Like I, 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 I wouldn't say we have any giant bucks, but that's a giant bear. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. That is for sure a Pope and Young bear. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what Boone and Crockett is um, for bears. Honest, like I, and I, I think I, it's twenty. I wouldn't even. I don't know what I'm looking at when it, like score wise with a bear. Mm-hmm. But I know that well, and the weight of the bear has, has no nothing, bearing. Yeah, it on has it. nothing to do with it. But all I know is this is a big bear. It's, it's big. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we can get a better look at him. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna need to call the Amish to get him out of there because I yeah I don't see how without quartering it I don't see how I'll get that bear out of the woods. Yeah, that'll be a pain dragging 400 pounds through a swamp. Yeah. So I yeah, that wraps up my deer story. Um, with the deer camp series, there's been a lot of good bucks dying in the last week. It's been um, ridiculous, all because it, it's been so. Uh, it was pretty the much since slowest the weekend. October I've ever seen. Yeah, ever like I've never seen so few deer getting killed in our area. All the, like the first three weeks of October, even into the end of October, it mm-hmm. wasn't until pretty much like when, your, I, when, when you, I shot my buck was on the, the 29th yeah and since then it has been like Just almost boom, every boom, day boom. i'm hearing of another local guy putting a buck down like our buddy um we haven't talked to him but um mr o i don't know if he wants to be named or not so i'll just mm-hmm. give him mr o yeah um he killed a really nice 10 mm-hmm. uh, mike perry that we had on the podcast earlier in the year he, he killed, killed a great, a great buck, buck. Um, there's a local kid up the road for me that killed an absolute slob that's just got points going all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, there's just so many local people I know personally that are just laying deer down the last two weeks. Yeah. So it's getting exciting. And I, I don't think that the rut is over. I think no that, way you know, it, it's, it was just gearing up that mm-hmm. first week in November. And I think it's just with the cold with front, the cold that's front coming, it's, it's going to be, be nasty insane. this weekend. Yeah. So, um, I guess on that note, you know, with the way the rut's going right now, you guys better just make sure you're getting outside. 